What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk? I'ma get, 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 get you drunk. Get you love drunk off my hump. My hump, my hump. My hump, my hump, my hump. My hump, my hump, my hump. My lovely little lump. Check it out. Welcome back, everyone, to Shimmer Her Story, a women's athlete's retrospective. Uh, we are here today to cover volume 11, uh, which was taped on the 1st of June, 2007, uh, the first of three shows they taped that weekend. And it's uh, the first rounds of the new Shimmer Championship Tournament. And I am Stacy, and I have, as always, joined by Stephen. How are you, Stephen? I'm great. Thank you. Are you going to host the whole show or just do the intro? I can host if you want. Oh, man, that would be too weird. I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that that's much better. You, you hit the retrospective way better than I usually mess it up. So that is great. Um, man, yeah, I'm good. And I'm so glad to be talking about this tournament finally. And you know what? Our volume 9 and 10... Um, those were kind of, I would say, our Shimmer Herstory Reborn Stages 1 and 2, and I would say this show is Shimmer Herstory Reborn Completion. Um, for all you ROH fans, I, I think uh, we're hitting it up right here. Remember, everyone, uh, to check out streamshimmer.com uh, to follow along with us legally, uh, $9.99 a month, and you can watch all of the Shimmer shows, which is a, a great freaking deal. Oh, it is. It's uh, it's a lot more in Australian dollars uh, for me, but it's absolutely worth it because these are great shows. And, yeah, it is great to follow along uh, with us. It would be, I would imagine. Uh, and just and check it out. Uh, yeah, and this show, as always, uh, is in the, the Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois, in Chicagoland, as, as they always are. And, yeah, I am just super hyped that we, uh, we're at the stage where we have a tournament for the first champion. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time, but to me, this is a weird show, because, like, all the other previous shows were, like, here's a volume, and then here's another volume, and we kind of, we talk about the past, like, the previous volumes existed, but there was never, like, time, or, like, time stamps or anything, it wasn't like this is a weekend of shows. It wasn't anything like that. And like we start this show and, and Dave Prezak's talking about how it's a two night tournament today and tomorrow. And it, it, it's, it's, it breaks the illusion a little bit. Yeah. I think this is the first time they've flat out acknowledged like that. Yeah. That they tape multiple volumes on a weekend and that this is, yeah, just the first of, of many tapings from this weekend. I guess it's, it's hard to avoid it when you're, having the same tournament run uh <laughs> yeah totally um, I don't on, think on it's, multiple it's, volumes yeah but yeah beforehand they never really yeah beforehand they never really flat out said they would just say last volume next volume you know and never and and they would always come out in different outfits uh the wrestlers <laughs> if they could change uh to make it seem like they weren't taped on the same day but yeah. but yeah here we are this is actually it's interesting the first time they've done this because uh this volume was taped on the first which was the friday night and then volumes 12 and 13, uh, which we'll get to next, uh, were taped on the Saturday when, when they normally tape. Yeah, three shows. Crazy. So they snuck this one in to actually fit in the, the title tournament, which obviously is a big, big undertaking. So. Yeah, and I don't know if this was going to be the original way they were going to release it either. Because if you watch, um, like we'll talk about it later, but the second round matches, they're all wearing different outfits. 
Yeah, it may have been that they weren't sure when they were going to split up, like how they were going to split up them up into volumes. Uh, yeah, because we ended up, I mean, spoilers, this is a very long show, uh, the actual volume, not us, hopefully. Uh, but it uh, there was 11 matches on this show to cover the first and second rounds. Um, 11 or 12? It had to be 12. Why is there 11? Why did I think there was 11? I don't know. Because there was That's a buy, but then the buy was... Like yeah, it was an fixed, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going insane. I can't count. Um, yeah, obviously, twelve matches on this show to cover the first and second rounds. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit longer than the usual volume. Uh, it's the longest volume we've covered so far. And yeah, but that's that's how they did it. So we have the first and second rounds to to cover today. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Lots of changes going on in uh, good old Shimmer, um, but you know we're we're starting off the tournament. We're gonna have a champion. It's gonna be a whole new world. Uh, so let's get into it here. Uh, before uh, we got Dave doing a couple announcements. Uh, Tiana Ringer had to pull out of the tournament due to death in the family, um, so she was gonna be back for another volume, but didn't make it. Um, so I'm not sure what happens to her, but uh, I hope she's okay. Uh, I, I believe she is. Uh, and Serena Deeb was in a car accident, and she may or may not make her match against Ariel later on. I guess we'll have to to, to wait and see. Yeah, let's let's not undersell this. Serena Deeb was in a car accident, as Prezak said, 90 minutes earlier on the way to the show from Louisville. So, <laughs> and he says, he literally said, like, her car is totaled, but she's okay, and she's trying to find some kind of wrestler to come and pick her up so she can make the show. So this is now what the show is about. Will Serena Deeb make the show? This is uh, Sting and Rick Rude on the Clash of the Champions. Will Will Sting make it back from the hospital in time to defend his title? Yeah, or I was thinking of the day that Goldberg got arrested and they were trying to—he's <laughs> trying to make bail before the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Both equally amazing and historic angles. <laughs> yes, and this uh, this follows in that great legacy. Yes, totally. Except it was unfortunately a horrible real life uh, car accident, but she she was okay. Was it a real life car accident, or was this some, some weird angle? I can only imagine that it was real. I can't I can't imagine why they would make this up. It, it sounded very real. But like, we'll talk about it after. Okay, we'll get back yeah. to this. Is it real or fake? Is a discussion we'll have later. Um, so the first match is the first round match here. We got um, Alice in Danger uh, taking on Malia Hosaka. Um, man, like Ultra Heel versus Ultra Babyface here uh, in the first round. So that means Dave's doing a good old commentary by himself. Um, and and this, was, this was a fascinating match because it wasn't our classic Shimmer opening. Um, our classic Shimmer opening is a very basic match to kind of to ease us into the show. But this was... This was uh, a lot more intense, a, a lot of really good um, uh, working holds, and uh, we had uh, Hosaka um, doing a lot of damage to Danger to the point where uh, Dave even mentions that even if Danger wins this match, she might not be able to continue in, in uh, later rounds. Um, but uh, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, you're right. It was a bit more uh, intense, a bit more than the usual opening match we get. Um, it went, I think, even longer than 10 minutes, a bit it longer than 10 minutes. Nine minutes and 21 seconds. I, I recorded uh, the times this time. 
Oh, good stuff. Uh, good stuff, uh, Green Lantern fan. Um, well, I went to yeah, there match, was... so it, it might be Green Lantern <laughs> fans' times, for all I know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so it actually, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Hisaka took over and really, really worked uh, the knee, like did a lot of work on Danger's leg. Um, even even to the point when um, Danger made her comeback, she uh, she tried she tried to go for the uh, the shimmering warlock, uh, the shining wizard or his cousin, and but her knee gave out because of all the work uh, Malia Hasaka had done on it during the match. Um, did the big um, collapse of the knee, um, and yeah, it was yeah it was a pretty pretty intense match. Um, Hasaka looked good, and then and then I don't know if you want to say anything else about it before the finish. Uh, because the finish, uh, was Malia Hosaka, she puts the figure four on Danger, who has this injured knee, and so she puts the figure four on Danger, is selling it big, um, she's in so much pain, she lays back on the mat, uh, with her arms down, and the ref counts the pin, yeah. and Danger, Danger just doesn't sit up, she doesn't get her shoulders up, he counts one, two, three, boom, that's it. And, and, I've never seen anyone actually win that way. You know, like they lay down in the submission, the ref counts one, two, and that's the cue for them to sit up. Yeah. You know, it, that's always just a just a spot. But she actually got pinned that way. She didn't get up for the three count yeah. because of all the pain in her knee from, from the figure four. And it was so, clear she didn't pass out either. No, she wasn't passed out. She was just, I guess, just in too much pain to, to get her shoulders up. And so – Malia Hosaka actually beats Alice in Danger here and advances in the tournament. Yeah, so this was really good. Uh, like, not only a good match with some good storytelling with the the uh, the the story of Danger's knee here, but we got a big upset first thing. So who knows what can happen in future matches uh, throughout the tournament? Plus, we got uh, that unique finish, which I, I kind of loved because you never see it. Um, for a figure four, but you know, it also gives a chance for danger to do commentary the rest of the show. So, um, <laughs> multifaceted yeah, booking here. I think, yeah, I absolutely, it, it served a lot of, a lot of purposes here. And I think I realized when she went back to the desk later that, Oh, right. If she advanced, she'd have to keep getting up from the desk to go wrestle and come back. So <laughs> probably for the best, but honestly, but just, just from a booking standpoint, like I would not have expected Danger to lose to Malia Hosaka, like, yeah, like even in general, let alone in, in this title tournament. I really expected her to go over, um, you know, and then possibly, you know, then put someone over or possibly further the Rogers feud, you know, depending on where that was going. So I, I was really surprised by this, but I will say, uh, in Danger's defense, um, I know, Ages ago, on the earlier volumes, uh, I probably made a crack or two about Danger, um, getting the big moments, getting the big send-offs, and doing a little bit of uh, Triple H-ing uh, yeah. as her role, you know, as the as the wrestler slash, slash booker. But, we uh, shut up about she, that, didn't we? Yeah, she's definitely not Triple H. She is not Jeff Jarrett, because she put someone over here in the first round, and went back to the desk, and I just honestly, and it like on like I'm joking, but like it's I'm also not joking because full credit to her to actually know her role, and and do that because it would be so tempting to put yourself, you know, in this tournament, you know, and give yourself some tournament matches and stuff, but she, they didn't, and 
and she's put over Hasaka here. So, yeah, we have an upset. Uh, we have Danger back on commentary, and we have Danger with an injured knee, which may or may not uh, come up later. But, yeah, so this is definitely very interesting from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, I, I did like when uh, Danger does return later on to commentary. She says that uh, she'll take this result up with management because the referee shouldn't have counted her down. Oh. <laughs> uh, by uh, in the mirror? Is that what she means? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I love it. I love it how she she came back. She was so cranky when she went back to the desk uh, the next time, and she sat down. She was just like, "Who counts the pin when you're in a submission?" And I was just thinking, "Um, yeah, every referee ever and does." What's, <laughs> what's so great about it is that Portia was in the match. Portia Perez. Uh, so she immediately was like, "Oh shit, I can make jokes." So fine. <laughs> Yeah, because like she she came down cranky and sat down, and she was like, "Oh, what did I miss?" And then like two <laughs> minutes later, yeah, like she was so grumpy. And then two minutes later, she's cracking Porsche jokes. So you know, she she recovered mentally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good for, for her. Okay, so moving on, uh, we got Rebecca Bayless in the ring uh, to do an interview here, and she introduces a new member of the Shimmer roster, not the international wildcard, someone else. Uh, and she brings, uh, first of all, Bayless's bangs look amazing here. So, uh, good job. Uh, and she brings out Alicia, who comes out to Fergie. <laughs> so, it might be our new music to replace Booty Booty Rockin' Everywhere, I think. There's a, there's a lot going on here, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Bayless, Bayless is out here introducing, uh, Raz and his diva, of, well, you know, wrong show, but, uh, and Alicia comes out to my humps, <laughs> to be clear, to my humps by the Black Eyed Peas, which, again, banger. Uh, you know, so I like that. Uh, Alicia comes out. But all I could think about was Billy Joel because she, because Alicia was announced as all the way from Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah. And all I could think of was that Billy Joel song where he sings Who Needs a House Out in Hackensack. And, you know, clearly the answer is, like, Alicia's parents. But, um, yeah, Alicia comes out here. She's obviously very clearly a heel. She's yelling at the crowd. I mean, it's it's always hard to tell in Shimmer, but Alicia seems like a heel to me. Um, She's yelling at the crowd. She's disgusted. She's clearly, like, being positioned as this, like, annoying, like, screechy Jersey girl. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, it's amazing that she's coming out here with like a Jersey Girl gimmick. Like, this is how long ago this show was. Jersey Shore hadn't even been invented yet. Oh, really? Wow. Like the show, not the place, but the, the show hadn't even come on yet. This is how long ago this was. Wow. So, um, they must yeah. have just been watching Alicia tapes. Obviously, Alicia was the inspiration behind, uh, Jersey Shore, and she deserves full credit. Uh, I my my problem with this segment was that the house mic is garbage and I couldn't yeah, actually yeah. hear what she was saying, but I like she's you could get the gist of it like she's just cutting a promo on on the crowd and how she's you know she's the best and she should have been in Shimmer already and you know etc. So yeah. we we will have to see uh, about Alicia. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone <laughs> I have, I had no knowledge of before this volume so. Uh, oh no, I have no idea who the Sheila is so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we are next up with our next first round match, uh, a rematch from Volume Five. Uh, we got uh, Daisy Hayes versus uh, Portia Perez. Uh, and as uh, Danger pointed out, uh, the first time Perez can pick on someone her own size. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, Daisy may be the only person on the roster as uh, certainly as as skinny and tiny as as Portia. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I also we should note that uh, when Portia came out, she told the announcer that she wanted to be announced as from the home of the soon-to-be Stanley Cup champions, Ottawa. Yeah, the uh, Ottawa Senators, who were in the Stanley Cup Finals at this time, facing the Anaheim Ducks, not Chicago. Uh, and on this date, uh, I looked it up, because uh, I know the Sens lost pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, they were down 2 to nothing in the series. Yeah, they were 0-2, and they lost the series. So yeah. uh, this, this didn't go well for Porsche. <laughs> Anaheim was a juggernaut, the Ducks, that year. Um, two of the best defensemen of all time, and Niedermeyer and Pronger. Um, I don't think the Sens really had a chance, but, um, man, a weird thing to be bragging about the Sens at that time when, um, you know, everyone kind of thought they were gonna, they had no shot. So, <laughs> nice heel work by Perez there. Yeah. I, I knew you would know what happened in the Stanley Cup in 2007. So. Oh, I was living in Ottawa at that time, yeah. too, so it was extra frustrating not being an Ottawa fan because um, they oh, were wow. friggin' annoying. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> very weird. Right? But Chicago, you know, they won the Cup, uh, I think, the year before. Um, so I, I guess it kind of makes sense to kind of make fun of Chicago here. Um but yeah, she she was out of her mind if she thought the Sens were actually going to win the cup. So, <laughs> well, she's a delusional heel, so you know it makes that's, sense. That's that's true, and Sens fans are generally out of their mind, so um, <laughs> it works. <laughs> uh, but what about this match? Um, this is definitely a lot closer than their first match, which went like a minute and a half. <laughs> so, what did you think of this one? Yeah, this this was good. It actually it didn't even go that long. It was like a five minute match. Um, five six. Like there we go. Bang. A uh, quick first round match. Um, but yeah, it was good while it lasted. I really liked the matchup. Um, I think again because you said uh, Daisy is a bit closer to Portia's size, and she can actually not look so ridiculous. Uh, she's not so ridiculously out outmatched um, in the size department, uh, which is good for Portia. But yeah, I thought this was pretty fun. And like we said, our danger had come back to the desk. Uh, she'd had a vent and then she's got straight back into Porsche jokes. So, oh my God, you know, I forgot about the one. She's fine. She made well, the age joke in day, in, about like taking a field trip or something. She had to get her parents' permission. <laughs> and Dave is like, it's not a field trip, it's a tournament. <laughs> oh yeah, she needed her parents' permission to come on this taping, so... <laughs> I love that Dave, Dave tries to like has, keep it serious all the time. He just can't he get has in danger. Zero time for her shit when it comes to Portia. Like none. It's hilarious. He's just a straight man for this like one, like one one jerky thing. Yeah, it's good. No, but yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Um, Daisy actually uh, introduced a new move that I haven't seen her do before, where she uh, steps on her opponent, like when they're lying down, steps on them, and then. Once she's over them, she jumps back into a senton, like yeah, falls into cool. it, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, yeah, there's not super much to it apart from that. I don't think. Like I said, it was pretty short. And then uh, there and was then a lot Daisy of really re- good stuff about uh, in the corner, uh, ramming each other into the uh, the corner. I, I always like to see that. Um, and uh, both of them did that really well. Um, so a lot of good work there. But yeah, Daisy hits the, the heart punch followed by the mind trip uh, for the win. Yeah. Uh, 
and she advances to, um, I believe she takes on Mola, uh, Hosaka. I think they line it up, right? Or am I crazy? I think. We'll, we'll see. All right. I'm not going to do. I don't want to scroll that far. Yes, we'll see. True. Yes, it is true. I look. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> so she she wins in uh, 5:46. Uh, a short match, but I kind of like like uh, this is the good thing about tournaments. You can kind of kind of have these short little sprints in here, and it's not out of place because uh, you know they have future matches to come, so they they don't want to you know Hayes doesn't want to completely wear herself out. Yeah, and I feel like it's, especially for the ones that you would probably place a good bet on them going long, like someone like Daisy uh, should go pretty far in this tournament. So, yeah, it makes sense to not not have a long first-round match. Fair enough. All right, so next up we got Cindy Rogers with her leather jacket uh, taking on Sarah Del Rey in the first round. Um, man, is this a dream match for you? Well, this is, I was really looking forward to this when I saw it. Like, this is, yeah, a very good matchup. Um, Sydney, yeah, Sydney came out in her leather jacket and, uh, and then gets announced as the definition of technician. Yeah. And so, in my mind, she's basically like doing a heel Brett gimmick <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so she comes off as to me. Um, but yeah, no, I was really looking forward to this matchup. And the other thing, uh, before, well, actually, there's a couple of things before we even get to the match. Um, Del Rey came out, and someone in the crowd had a toy gun, like a toy death ray yeah. that they like were pointing at. And like Del Rey was like selling as if it was a live gun. Like she was like, "Oh, whoa, that's dangerous! Don't point that thing at me." <laughs> and yeah, and so yeah, she uh, yeah has yeah sees the toy gun in the crowd. And then the other thing is that when she's in the ring and they're making introductions, the crowd chants "Next World Champ" at Sarah Del Rey. So I think we can see who the crowd sees as the favorite for this tournament so far. Yeah, and if you want to go back and listen to our awards show, um, you'll see, you know, why they might have thought that. Um, as we 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 talk about uh, talk her up pretty good. Um, uh, this match was pretty cool. Um, th- they kind of worked a lot of holds, and. Cindy was trying to be this uh, this technician, and obviously Del Rey is is, is really great at that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there was a lot of really good submissions by by Cindy that looked like they you know they might have had a chance to even end the match, uh, but Del Rey was able able to uh, get to the ropes a, a few times on some big spots there. Yeah, absolutely. I really like this too. I thought it was really good. Like Rogers, like she, uh, she took over offense with like the most blatant eye rake in the history of eye rakes, but like she's a heel now. That's what she's going to do. But I thought, yeah, she looked really, really good working over Del Rey, like working over the arm, the shoulder. Um, yeah, just really painful looking submissions. Uh, it was really good. And again, I think Del Rey was fantastic at selling the injury, yeah. selling the arm, like really, really good. And I know I talked about this uh, a couple of shows ago, uh, Volume 9. Uh, she was great selling the back versus Chilina Melissa. And it's the same thing here again. She is so great on selling. Um, and that really made the match for me. Like there was a point where she's um, – Cindy's got her in a submission and Del Rey like, kind of like deadlifts her up in the air, like 
to do a power bomb, like because she's using her power, she does that often. But she can only kind of get halfway up because of the shoulder. So and then like and then slam. Like she can she can still use her power, but it's taking it out of her shoulder to do it, and she yeah. can only like halfway do it. She can only kind of get it, and then she collapses. And it's like it's such great selling. I love it. Like even even there's one time where uh she's being covered and Delray actually does kind of like the Joshi bridge out of the pin uh escape, but she can only kind of halfway do it because of her shoulder. Like she gets up and then oh no and collapses back down. Like it's it's really amazing. Like she sells just enough to where like she can still get get these spots in or still use her like power to power out of these moves, but only halfway because she's that hurt. You know, she can't hold the weight for that long to actually pull through and hit things. Like it's, it's really just amazing. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. And she also, um, she pulled out something you don't rarely see. She, she was a baby face who did a abdominal stretch in the middle of the ring, like flat out, and then turned it into a like a really cool roll up for two. Uh, but like, how often do you see a baby face do an abdominal stretch? Yeah, especially out of nowhere. Like you usually only see them like as a counter to the heels abdominal stretch. Like yeah. <laughs> that's that's the escape. But like I think, and again, I think it was one of those things where it's like I can put this move on because it's not putting weight on my shoulder kind of thing. Like it, yeah, yeah. it, yeah. She really, really did well, and I like I like when she came back and just hit those nice big boots. I really enjoying oh, her just absolutely yeah. clubbering people with these boots now. And yeah, and then. The uh, straight jacket the... suplex just yeah. That was brutal. And that was the yeah, that was the finish. Delray hits the straight jacket suplex and pins her. Um, but they had a really good struggle, like to get there, like to get into position for it, which I liked. And yeah, and I also like that Delray won with something different yeah. as well, because it's like with an injured shoulder, it's like she wasn't going to be able to like do the like the deadlift into the butterfly submission and then slam her like she normally does like she she would not have had the arm strength for that so she didn't do it she ended up just doing this straight jacket suplex instead and you know it shows you that Delray can beat you with so many things uh which she's always a threat that way it's also a nice uh for the tournament like it's only her first round match again Delray is someone who will probably be going long into this tournament so she's not going to win every match the same way this time she busted out something different um yeah, and I, I really liked uh, a lot about this. Yeah, yeah. And, and it went uh, a lot longer, too, 10 minutes and 46 seconds. So, yeah, really but I, Yeah, I feel like, so, yeah, yeah, on paper, this yeah on paper this would have been like a, a kind of featured first-round match, if that makes sense, because it, with Cindy's heel turn and then you have Del Rey, like it seemed like a big matchup for the first round, so I'm glad they got some time. Yeah, for sure. And, and Cindy comes out of it looking, like, really good because she, she stood toe-to-toe uh, with uh, Sarah Del Rey and even got pretty close with some of those submissions. So um, really looking forward to her in danger, mixing it up again after that. So moving on in the tournament, we got uh, the Portuguese princess Ariel versus Serena Deeb in a first-round match, which um, Deeb is not in the building. Because she was in a car accident, so Ariel wins by forfeit. Or so we thought. Or so we thought. But then out comes Alicia, who's very annoying in a good way, and she she basically goads 
Ariel just facing her <laughs> pretty much is the story here. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it just comes out and challenges Ariel. Uh, so instead of Ariel moving on by forefoot, we now have a new first round match, which is Ariel versus Alicia, who we yeah, met earlier. Not the smartest babyface move there, Ariel. No, but when a babyface is ever smart, so, you know, it's progress. <laughs> That's true. She so, fits right in. <laughs> totally. Um, okay, so... Here we are. It's Alicia's debut. What did you think of Alicia? I, um, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> like, she's a, like, she knows how to be a heel. Like, that's for sure. Like, she yells at the crowd. She's very annoying. Um, you know, we have that about her. I'm, I'm not wild about her in the ring. I, I can't say she was particularly impressive in the ring. And I think, uh, the, the key moment here is uh, when, like she, like Alicia jumpstarts her from the get go and just dominates like the match basically, just takes control. Um, there's a point where Alicia hits a big boot in the corner and then falls on her ass. Um, <laughs> yes, it does. Which would probably sum up uh, about how I how I felt about her in the ring. <laughs> yeah, basically. I don't know if you if you felt any differently, but. She hit a, another running boot that looked really good, um, but she didn't fall. Uh, and then, actually, it was, it was pretty good um, little sequence there where she tried it a third time, but that time Ariel blocked her and had a, a really uh, a really good hot fiery comeback. Um, I think Ariel looked really good here um, on her comeback. That looked really good. Um, but uh, when but yeah. Alicia super cheats. Uh, Ariel confronts the ref after she gets a two, and, and then um, she gets attacked from behind. And Alicia hits her her a bomb Mishinoka driver uh, while pulling the tights. Um, we got another Uber heel in the company uh, to go along with um, the experience and uh, um, and uh, Portia here. So that part's good, but um, she she's this was clearly a surprise win uh, story, right? Yeah, I I wasn't crazy about this whole thing because, uh, like I said, like Alicia didn't really show me a lot in this match. I thought Ariel, like you said, looked really good. She was hitting like these stiff forearms again, um, bang, 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 and yeah, hit some nice moves. And yeah, and then Alicia hit her finish, pulled the tights, and and won. Um, which again, I was not wild about her winning either. Uh, I assume. See, this is what I mean. This is why I assume it. Uh, it was a real thing because I assume that the plan was to have Serena versus Del Rey in the second round, so they had to put Alicia over here as her replacement. Oh. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. But uh... like, I can only assume because I. I I wouldn't put Alicia over here, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but that's, uh, but it, it actually made me upset me because I would have so much rather Del Rey versus Ariel. Like, yeah, how stupid that would that have been? Oh, fuck, yeah, they would have. Yeah, but that. But we'll, we'll talk about what we got later because that was something, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> it, it was something, and um, I, a different something, which. Something on it. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on, we got uh, 
yeah, we got some hard hitters again here. Uh, well, we got Lexi Fife uh, versus Mischief with uh, Daphne uh, in a first round match, which is uh, a rematch from Volume Three. Uh, a few rematches here uh, in this tournament, and yeah, I thought I thought this was pretty good. Uh, they got a, they got eight minutes, and Lexi. Um, she tried a different strategy of bending mischief than everyone else, uh, which I thought was pretty good. And, and Lexi looked really good here when she was in control. Um, but uh, what did you think of this one? Because I, I thought this was a the hot match. Um. Yeah, I liked it. Like maybe not as much as you, but I thought it was it was good. Um. There was there was a lot going on. I think in this match, I seem to have a lot of notes for it. Um, my, uh, well, my first, the, oh, I forgot to mention in the last match too, uh, Danger has well and truly gotten over it, uh, because she's back in full, uh, Jesse Ventura mode now, just cracking jokes. Cause in the last match, uh, she, she got off this joke about how, uh, how do you stop a charging Alicia? You take away her credit card. And, uh, <laughs> and I stopped her. I, I was laughing for like the next five minutes at that because I have a child. But, um, That's a pretty good. But yeah, and then, yeah, and then, uh, they, Mischief and Daphne come out with like, you know, the double screams, you know, cornering her and screaming and stuff. And, and Danger jokes about how like, that's surround sound. People pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Danger is, uh, Danger's recovered. She's feeling okay. Um, but there was also on commentary, like, I, I liked that Prozac pointed out that it was a rematch and Lexi beat Mischief the last time uh, because Mischief, uh, Melissa interfered. That was during the Melissa Mischief feud. But then, like, there was a random thing where they mentioned that Mischief had the number three match of the year in Japan last year. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and they also mentioned this before the Kong match as well, the Mischief vs. Kong match in a previous volume. And I, like... I have no idea what they're talking about. And I like, I tried Googling. I couldn't get very far. And I really kind of want to know what, what mischief had that was the number three match of the year. And cause it's such a weird flex. Like I had the number three match of the year. Like I had the third best match. It's just <laughs> such a weird like brag, but like they're, they're really pushing it. Cause it's the second time they've mentioned it. Yeah. And I don't know what it, I don't know what it would have been. Uh, I kind of want to find that out. Somebody tell us. It must have been like in one of the Japanese magazines, I guess. That... What did she even work for in 2006? I don't know, but she must have been in Japan. And, yeah, it's just a really odd kind of reference that that she had the third best match. But, you know, good on her. She made the okay, podium. She had three matches in Japan. So it's one of these. It, well, we've narrowed it down already. Okay, so... A six-man tag, that's probably not it. Um, and then she had a... Okay, she was in a tournament for the the WWWC title. And she had the semifinals. She faced Hyoko Kimura. And then, in the same day, in the finals, she faced Yoshika Tamura. Ooh. So it's one of well, those I, two for Neo. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was a wrestle good on expo. Paper. Yeah, those sound good on paper. It probably was one of them, so we'll try and find that out. Or if anyone knows, you know, let us know. Yeah, thank you. Um. Yeah, my... <laughs> 
some investigative journalism going on here. Um, my only other thing about the commentary before I even get to the match, but like Prezek, he almost had it on previous volumes, like trying to get over the fact that mischief can bend in half, but like it's, it doesn't mean it's easy for her to bend in half. It means that like her body is contorted and it's very painful. But like here, he actually says, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of becoming immune to, to mischief being bent in half. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Do not say that because then why are they bending her in half if it doesn't even hurt her? You know what I mean? Like if yeah, it's not effective. Yeah. That's a really like horrible way to put that over. And I really hate when they downplay it. Like, because it's the same with Melina. They would do that too. Like, oh, she's so bendy, you know, and same, they say the same thing with mischief. And it's like, that's not helping. That's just making us think that it doesn't hurt that much, you know? Like, you should be saying how, like, painful it is to be bent, you know, completely in half. Like, it, it just, it really frustrates me when they don't, when they don't sell that properly. It, anyway, but the match itself, yeah, I thought was really cool. Um, there's lots of cool stuff in it. Like, mischief, like, got on, like, an octopus sub. And then Lexi, like, you know, picked her up and slammed her out of it. Like, it was really cool. And, yeah, Lexi even uh, did her normal pendulum submission, uh, did it in a different way, and then yeah, and did yeah. a spam, which was really cool. Like, yeah, uh, there's lots of fun stuff. There was I, a really great um, thing when Lexi went for her attitude adjuster, and Mischief just, like, drops an elbow on her throat to counter it. Yeah. That was really cool. That was, yeah. It was like a very pinpoint kind of counter, which I liked, yeah. There's lots of good stuff in this. And then, yeah, we get to the finish, uh, which uh, Daphne, like, interferes. Like, kind of. She gets, well, she's on, I feel like she's on the apron, and then Lexi's the one that grabs her. Yeah, yeah. And then Daphne hangs her up on the ropes. And then Mischief rolls her up, but she doesn't get it. And I also thought that was a really nice-looking near fall where, like, she gets the roll up, but then she can't, like, balance on it long enough to hold it. And then she, like, and loses it. And so it was a near fall. But then uh, – and then Mischief wins with the uh, with the desecrator. Yeah. Uh, countering the attitude adjuster. adjuster. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So revenges her loss from previous um, – Daphne's asserting herself um, – yeah, weird that uh, Hosaka, her partner, um, uh, moved on, but uh, Lexi did not. So um, I don't know if that will come into play at all in the future, but uh, more stuff going on here. Yeah, so yeah, this is another good good first round match. Yeah, for sure. And now we're, we're at the... Interesting enough, midway through the first round, we're getting the international wild card. Uh, which, uh, taking on cheerleader Melissa, we get, uh, Dark Angel Sarah Stock, um, Canadian who made her name in, uh, CMML in Mexico. Um, I, I think you've probably seen, um, Sarah Stock in, uh, TNA? Yeah, I've seen her in TNA. I've seen her, yeah, all over the place. Uh, yeah. Dark Angel, Sarah Stock, which is a huge, uh, huge get for Shimmer. Uh, she was already, like a big a big name at this point like you said she uh, made her name in in Mexico uh she'd been in there for years at this point she actually went down uh to Mexico in 2003 so she'd been working there for like 4 years now she's uh, dark pretty big too yeah she was a big star in Mexico uh she's working a lot of different promotions she'd worked AAA 
she uh, worked uh, LLF, which was like a female uh, promotion they had, like worked a lot in Monterey. Monterey. Um, and she'd been on uh, CMML television for the last two years at this point. Uh, she was a regular there. She had a huge uh, rivalry with uh, Princess Suhei, uh, who just was in the the second Mae Young Classic, uh, of all things. She turned up there. Um, but she was a big, a big wrestler in Mexico as well. They had a long rivalry. Um, she had taken some people's hair, taken masks, uh, Sarah Stock. Like she was a big star in Mexico at this point. And this was actually her return to, um, the American independent scene. She hadn't wrestled in the U.S. since 2003. Oh, wow. Okay. So, well, yeah. Your research here. Doing my research now. Yeah, well, I, I kind of wanted to know because I knew, I knew that she was a big star in Mexico, but I didn't know the details. And now, like, looking at it, like, yeah, like, she really was a huge star. And yeah, and this is the first time she's actually come back to America and worked, and worked in America. So this was a really big, uh, big get for them. Yeah, big wild card. Um, <laughs> and it's nice to get another, uh, style into the company as well. Yes, that's also true because, yeah, we haven't really had anyone from Lucha turn up, although there's obviously some wrestlers who have experience uh, in Lucha or experience in Mexico, but nobody like quite like quite like Dark Angels. So. Yeah, and I, I thought she showed a, a lot of great fire here um, versus uh, Melissa, who, um, yeah, like we were talking on previous shows, Melissa was kind of here to make sure Sarah Stock looked great. And for Sarah Stock to come out a star in this, which I, I think both of them did a really good job uh, doing that. And, and uh, I found it interesting. Here we got um, uh, Sarah Stock. She hit a big uh, somersaults plancha off the apron, which we don't see too many dives in Shimmer, eh? No, we don't. Uh, they only pop up really – a couple of times, like mainly people have been diving out onto Kong uh, <laughs> yeah. so far, or they have been, or it's been a big spot in like a main event. Uh, Cause I know there's been dives like in like some of the Delray Mercedes matches, things like that. But yeah, they are very rare occurrence in Shimmer. So for her to come in and bust one out here, like made her stand out for sure. And she, she really did stand out with like all of her Lucha offense. Um, she looked really good. Um, Melissa was a great opponent for her. Um, and Melissa, you know, fired back with her own offense as well. She was really stiff, um, which I liked. So, yeah, this was just, yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, very vicious, um, uh, Melissa was in this. Uh, and, and I like the finish of Melissa going for uh, the Kudo driver, finally, because she couldn't hit, really hit the air raid crash. Uh, so she goes for the Kudo driver, but gets countered into a victory roll, which I, I always love that finish. Oh, I love it too. And let me tell you, my favorite bit was that uh, Dark Angel rolls her up out of the Kudo driver, and then she does the big uh, Lucha Libre style jump and sit yeah. down on the, yes. on the pin, like the big flourish. Yeah. And I, like, I went out of my mind because that was like just straight out of Lucha, and it, it looks so good. It was cool. And like I said, she's really going to stand out on this roster, and she's like already so good. Like she is just an amazing uh, addition. Uh, yeah, and so, yeah, Sarah Stock beats um, Melissa. Melissa goes out in the first round. Another, like, not an upset when you look at how, how big a name it was that she faced, but, I mean, we didn't know who she was facing. Yeah. But you would not you would not expect Melissa to go out in the first round. Uh, 
Like, on who would have thought on paper that Melissa would be out while Alicia and Malia Hosaka are both still in the tournament? Yeah, exactly. It's so you know that's that's a shame in that sense. But I mean, it it was sort of like she was covered pretty well because Prezak made a point of saying. Melissa was the one who put her hand up to face the mystery opponent. Like she's the one who yeah. wanted to face him in the first round. She's like, I wrestled all over the world. I'm not scared of anyone. I can do this. I'm, you know, I'm confident. And she was the one who stepped up to do that. Um, which, you know, full credit to her. But then at the same time, she couldn't prepare for them. She didn't know who it was. And then she ended up losing and now she's out of the tournament. And so it's like, it, it gave her, it gives her an out kind of because she wasn't prepared, but it's also, yeah, it was kind of her confidence was her own undoing because she's now out of the tournament. Yeah, and it really, uh, as good as the match was and the finish the way it was in that story, uh, really makes you want to see a rematch between the two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, moving on with the first round, we got uh, Lacey versus the Jezebel Eden Black. Um, <laughs> so at one point... The commentary team described Eden Black's character and her gimmick as indie-rific, and they were trying to say that was a good thing, um, but that really kind of made everything make a lot more sense on why we were kind of maybe down a little bit on Eden Black on the last volume she was on, uh, but it makes her outfit make a lot more sense. Um, yeah, I, I wish they threw that in on the first show. But uh, that that put a lot of high, a lot of um, it put everything into place for me. That uh, her gimmick is that she's indie rific. Yeah, that, that's what they called her. Literally, indie rific Eden Black, and also I think it was Prezak who also called her chick homicide. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's which cool. is. You know, which is another bit of, of problematic uh, presentation, but but also accurate because that's like who she dresses like, basically. Yeah. Boy. She's uh, like, because she's out this time. She's uh, she's ditched uh, um, the Bucks jersey, and she's now out here in a different. Uh, it's a different basketball jersey, but the name on the jersey is the Braves, which, which you is, know, uh, obviously, is a baseball, baseball team. So. Yeah, so I couldn't figure out what that so, was. I just, she just has the most perplexing fashion choices. <laughs> she certainly does. And, and um, yeah, and she's indirect. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, like, I assume they mean it as a good thing or they wouldn't say it, but like, when you call someone indirect, like, even in, even in 2007, it was never usually used as a yeah. compliment. <laughs> well, I think what happened was one of them said it, and then the other one was trying to, like, was like, oh. Um, and then they tried to spin it as something good. Yeah, they tried to they cover were it. insulting her. And then yeah. they're like, we can't insult our own talent. So they had to, like, recover, I think. That's my head. It was, yeah. And uh, my uh, my final issue with uh, with Eden Black's presentation is that uh, we talked about when the first time she showed up, we talked about uh, how her finishing move, her crucifix bomb is called black exploitation and uh, there are obvious issues with that. Uh, but here we learn, uh, at least I learned, I hadn't heard them say this before, uh, Prezak said that her other signature move is Jimmy Rave's gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I assume that he means that Jimmy Rave has a move called gonorrhea and she's yes. using it. Yes, that's what it but is. But the way he says it, he always calls it Jimmy Rave's gonorrhea, which makes it sound like her move is Jimmy Rave's gonorrhea, specifically his um, his disease, which, you know, is just – is very – I, I don't even know what the word is, but um, it's yeah. it's concerning. It's it's something, and uh, Eden Black basically is the worst taste in finishing moves names ever. <laughs> and I'm worried about the poor girl. Bad. It's fine, but I mean it is cancelled out by these two, uh, particularly Jimmy Rave's gonorrhea, which I just have to repeat one more time for reasons I don't I know. Like but Jimmy yeah, Rave, so uh, Jimmy Rave is fine. I am not even like that's. Very beside my point, but uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's there's, there's a lot going on with Eden Black, and it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll say that. Um, let's make, let's you, talk about Lacey now, then. The thing is, yeah, we we actually really need to talk about Lacey. Yeah. Um, and this is when uh, so she, Lacey comes out for her entrance. Uh, before we even get into it, she comes out for her entrance. I could not tell exactly what happened. She came out for her entrance. There was someone in the front row who had a sign, who'd made a sign. Uh, I presume about Lacey and someone. I don't know if they, like, if they were kissing or if it was like her with someone, if it was her with Rain or her with someone else entirely. Like, was I really couldn't the, uh, make... Was this during I the couldn't... Jimmy Jacobs storyline, maybe? In Ring of Honor? When does that start? Possib- possibly. I, I hadn't considered that angle. Yeah, that probably was going on at this point, I want to say. Um, I can't remember. We'll have to go back and check. But, like, yeah, it, it was her and someone, and she took offense to the sign, and she turned around and went to the camera and said, and I quote, I am surrounded by ignorant Republicans. Ill. <laughs> Lacey rules. And, yeah, I mean, frankly, 2007, 2020, any time, really, I think ignorant Republicans, ill is a sentiment we can all get behind. Um, So I have no choice but to stand a woke queen, uh, Lacey, and yeah, it just, but it was really baffling because I I couldn't make out what had offended her so much, like what the sign was about, but she was offended, and that's what she called them. Uh, And yeah, so basically, ignorant Republicans, ill. Um, what I also like too is that the referee wants to check her for weapons again, and which is ridiculous <laughs> because she never cheats. Well, the thing is, so she went on that rant again about how she never cheats. Has she cheated like since like the first couple volumes? It seems well, like she's going out of her way not to cheat to prove a point. I think so. I think uh, it's more like. She's a heel in other ways. Like, she's not one of the ones who overtly, like, cheats. And she certainly hasn't cheated to the point where she's had a weapon concealed in her gear. So, like, you know, she has a point there. But, uh, but I mean, she does – like, I'm pretty sure she, like, pulls the ropes and stuff like that. I just – she's – but she's definitely not as overt about it as pretty much all the other heels in, in Shimmer, let's be honest. I, I think she um, goes out of her yeah. way not to cheat. To be honest, I have to really pay attention, but like, she seems to have been like one of the earlier volumes. The referee called her a cheater, and she like got offended. And I don't think she's like I think she's went out of her way to like if she's gonna cheat, she's doing it clearly behind the referee's back, so they'll never see it. Like she seems to be trying to make a point to that to those refs. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and she took that personally. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think Lacey, uh, it's not so much that she cheats; it's just that she acts like a dick. Like she That's... almost doesn't. She almost doesn't need to cheat because she's so great at being a heel in other ways. Like the the first few minutes of this match was amazing, right? <laughs> yes. Because Eden uh, took her down to start the match, and Lacey jumps up and says, "Okay, you got one, but I wasn't ready," and then complains that she wasn't ready. And then, and then they do a thing, and then Eden like does a kip up. Yeah. And Lacey's like, "Oh, okay." And so then she tries a kip up, but when Lacey leans back on her shoulders to do the kip up, Eden just jumps on her and and covers her and gets a nipple. <laughs> and, then, and then Lacey, Lacey starts complaining up. because she wasn't she, allowed she to. She didn't do let it. me kip up. She didn't let me. <laughs> you know? Oh, I was so happy at that. And then um, they go for a test of strength, and like Lacey stands on her tippy toes so Eden Black is too short to do it and then she makes fun of her for being short it was yeah this, yeah Eden's a short ass Lacey is actually full on out of her reach and <laughs> just such a dick and just yeah so the first few minutes of this I was out of my mind and I literally have in all caps I love Lacey yeah. so I have now turned into Jimmy Jacobs somehow <laughs> perfect yeah well we can all get on the Lacey bandwagon um and she does a really great job of selling in this match to to make Eden Black look uh, like her offense actually look good. Um, and, and Lacey gets the, the, the win with the implant DDT. And actually, they got 10 minutes and 57 seconds, so one of the longer matches of the first round. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was actually a good match. Like, uh, there was fun gaga to start, and they actually hungered down and had a pretty good match. Um like I said, like Eden is fine, but I think Lacey really carried this because uh, all I could watch was Lacey. Um, yeah, and at the by the time, like, because by the time the match finished and Lacey actually hit the DDT and won, I was like, thank God, because <laughs> if Lacey had gone out in the first round after all this, I really would have like rioted in my lounge room. Um, you know, thirteen years later, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, this was just mainly an incredible Lacey performance from the minute she stepped out. Like, it, it, she was great in this. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, she's definitely the star there. Um, and since she won, um, the winner of Nikki Rock's first reign is uh, is going to face her in the second round. So we got a chance here that it's going to be the the destruction of the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, uh, which is a fun little story to play up here in this match. Um but I say Nikki Rocks had a new outfit, which um, I think she looked more like a wrestler, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know. I zoned out completely. There is something about Nikki Rocks that I'm not buying. I don't know. What do you have to say about this match? I, I, I really – Rain looked really good, vicious early on with her stuff. And then um, I kind of – I don't know. Talk about Nikki Rock's first reign, please. Yeah, I I get you. Like I'm and I'm with you, honestly. Like I don't have a lot about this either. Uh, rain looked good. Like I really liked the moment where she did the uh, pointing at my brain. I'm so smart, Arn Anderson move, <laughs> yeah. and then got killed. Yeah. Because uh, that's always like the best spot. Uh, she really, they're really living up to the uh, Minnesota part of part of their name. Uh, <laughs> today uh yeah there was really wasn't much going on and i agree with you about nikki uh they've really been pushing her and really trying hard with her but it's honestly it's she's just not there 
And yeah. it's it's almost becoming like a little bit like frustrating isn't the word, but it's like there are so many other people that could be in this spot and and getting pushed and aren't and aren't really there and it's just Nikki Rocks is getting this push and she's really she's really not living up to it. Um like she has some because she's actually she's quite tall and yeah. solid. So like when she actually hits a big move it it looks pretty good, but it's like there's nothing else there that that she has. Um, she doesn't look good selling. She doesn't look good like piecing a match together. Like it's and she looks awkward like so much of the time. Um, so it's just would you like, call her yeah. a baby uh, gazelle earlier on? Yeah, she was a baby giraffe, baby gazelle, uh, an alien in a human skin. Um, and she basically is still all of those things. Um. She's improving. And, yeah. Like she is, but it's like it's it's incrementally and it's not enough to justify like this big push that she's on. Like I get like the booking is justifying it and like it, they are booking her well if that's where they want her to be because she's been getting all these wins since the big Kong match and and working her way up the card, but it's like yeah, like I'm just I'm not feeling it yeah. from her. So it's but she won. that's the frustrating thing. <laughs> she did, yeah. Like they were talking up the whole match. Oh, what if Rain wins? Then it's Rain versus Lacey in round two, and and all this. So I think that the way they said that, it made me think. Well, obviously she won't win. Yeah. <laughs> like, Imagine I feel how like good a Rain Lacey that. heel versus heel match is going to be one day, um, if they ever do it. I don't know if they do. That would be like a like a race to the bottom, I of like mor- so like morally, <laughs> yeah. Oh it would be fun though. Like, imagine how they'd freak out. It would be fun. Oh, I would love it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think Rain looked good in this match. Like, she hit some nice things. She had like this really cool, like diving, twisting version of the lung blower, like off the yeah, off the ropes, yeah, which was yeah. cool. Like, so yeah, I yeah. And then Nikki won with her finish, um, and it was just it was just there. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, next up, Becky Bayless is in the ring, and she brings out Serena Deeb, who um, she's made it after the uh, the car accident. Um, I guess she's fine. Uh, she's going to be scouting everyone that's in the tournament, and she will. She wants a title shot eventually. Is basically the gist of it here. Yeah, like. It, and I get what you mean now because honestly, until you actually said that earlier on, that what if it was just an angle? Like it never even occurred to me that it wasn't real, that she didn't really have a car accident and was late late to the show, and they couldn't put her in the tournament. Like it 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 never occurred to me that that this would be an angle. The only thing that makes me like now think that it's an angle is that she's she's here like half an hour later than she would have had a match. Like <laughs> yeah. You know, which is and and I guess it, it's crazy that she would have had a car accident that that smashed her car up. But like she seems like she seems fine, which you yeah. know, thank God, thank God if she had a car accident. Um, but yeah, I guess just unfortunate for her if she was supposed to be in this tournament. Um, but I mean, I don't really understand what the point would have been <laughs> of an if this was an angle. This was an angle. I don't really get what the point would have been because like it's not like. Like, they threw Alicia in there as the last-minute replacement, which, like, fine. That's, you know, they would have just debuted her anyway. You know what I mean? And yeah. Serena, 
didn't have a big, you know, anyone to like seek revenge upon or like, yeah. you know, any big comeback kind of thing. Like it just, it's, it just, it's perplexing. It was, it was so, it was so mundane that like it had to be real yeah. because like she just, she was late to the show. She's half an hour late. She missed her spot in the tournament and now she's fine and life goes on. Like that's all that has really happened out of this. Um, and yeah, and I, I, so I can only imagine that it, it was real. It just happened like that, and it just sucks for her that she couldn't be in the tournament. And and that's that, and that's how they debuted Alicia instead of just. I assume the original plan would have just been for her to do the promo yeah. that she did earlier, and then just debut on the next the next volume. Like yeah, I guess if she was non-tournament uh, matches, if Alicia wasn't, um, like if, if this was planned, they probably wouldn't have done that promo earlier. Yeah, because they would have just brought out like a, a you know a last minute replacement like yeah I yeah so I I can only imagine it was real because it was just so kind of uh, yeah like uh, mundane I guess except for the fact that you know I'm glad she's okay if she was in a car accident on the highway but yeah so yeah Serena just gives a nice interview here saying you know she missed it but she'll be watching the tournament and she'll be back in action tomorrow like and this is again is another time where they mention that there's more tapings tomorrow yeah yeah um you know so uh yeah so she'll be back on the next volumes uh which is when they're what they're taping tomorrow so yeah it was nice and it sort of put a put a bow around what yeah what was just a unfortunate real life circumstance yeah i'm glad i I don't know how you total your car completely and walk away (laughs) so well um but uh yeah it's it's this is a confusing one to me um if anyone knows the real story um let me know maybe she just had like a like a flat tire like that (laughs) and they just had to cover (laughs) yeah a flat tire so she couldn't make it on time and they they make up the story about the car total that would make more sense to me Um, make it sound like a badass she walks in there without a scratch on her (laughs) yeah exactly all right, uh, we're on to the second round now, uh, and we got uh, Malia Hosaka versus uh, uh, the Hayes, Stacey Hayes, and we start this off with um, a lot of really good um, exchanging of holds on the mat, which I, I was really digging here, um, and it it kind of escalated, but it, it stayed in that kind of vein. I, I felt throughout it never got to like this. Uh, this high spotty uh, type of situation, it, it kind of stayed grounded in this kind of uh, vicious, uh, a vicious match. So much vicious that Mal- Malia was like even uh, biting <laughs> and cheating, trying to get the win here. Um, and the finish kind of came out of nowhere too, uh, weirdly enough. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, she kind of took a lot of this match, didn't she? Hisaka? Yeah, she like... did, totally. Yeah, which which was yeah, I liked it too. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, uh, Hosaka hit an eye poke at some point early in the match, and and Danger obviously objects. Uh, and Prezak is kind of like he says something like, "Oh, Mali Hosaka knows the ref won't DQ her just for an eye poke in a big tournament match." And it's just like, why do the refs have spines in Shima? Like everyone cheats freely. And Danger's sitting here going slowly out of her mind about it. And, like, why can't the refs just do their jobs 
<laughs> and enforce the rules. Like, why can't he DQ her for cheating in the match? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, for him to point it out like that, it was just like, well, why do we have refs then? You know, like, why are there rules? If they could just break them, you know, freely. Like, oh they my really... God. They should really DQ someone on an eye, <laughs> an eye poke. It would be fun. But yeah, like, you know, and obviously people don't get DQ'd for eye pokes, but like for him to point it out that way, like the way he said it, it was just like, oh yeah, the rest not going to do anything about that. It's just, you know, mild cheating and dangerous twitching next to him. Like he, you know, he's really not thinking about her mental health at all. Yeah, he does. But, um, he, he, I think he's trying to egg her on. Uh, clearly. Like, it, but yeah, so, um, but the other thing I liked about the commentary was that, and I think I, I've noticed this before. I think this is the first time I've, I've thought to mention it, but like the way they talk about Daisy Hayes, yeah, because Daisy Hayes is like the size of a twig. She yeah. is so small. She is so skinny, but like they always talk her up and say like, Oh, she may be tiny. She may be skinny, but like, she's always in the gym. She's always working out, always doing cardio. Like she's, she's, she may be skinny, but like she's all muscle, you know, like she goes to the gym so much and she's really, she has great stamina, great cardio, and she has some power behind these moves, you know, like, and it's a really great way of like putting over the fact that yes, Daisy is that skinny, but she actually still does have some behind her. And like, and and can beat people up. So like I really I really like the way that um that they talk about Daisy. Um yeah, and the match yeah, the match itself was good too. Osaka took most of it. Like she was yeah, on offense quite a bit. She I really liked when she was like chopping her in the throat. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, like it got kind of like nasty at points, like when she started biting and chopping and and these sort of things. Um yeah, and then Daisy kind of wins that heart uh, punch out, of was out of nowhere, for sure. Yeah, and it was just the heart punch. Normally, she does it as part of the combo, but this time it was just the heart punch. She hit it and then won. It was just like very flash bang. It's over. Uh, Ikeo out of nowhere style. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but it was... had a big first round match, right? So um, yeah, it doesn't take as much, I guess. That's true. Yeah, and yeah, but definitely did the job. And Hosaka did well for her. Uh, yeah, for her little bit of a mini push through this uh through this tournament as it as it happened yeah all right uh next up second round match alicia versus sarah del rey and my main takeaway from this match is how fun of a person is sarah del rey like she must be a real blast to hang around right she's great like for real, she's great. Because, uh, first of all, uh. This is a comedy match. It, it is a comedy match. This is full of Gaga, um, which was great. Uh, so in the first round, Del Rey saw someone in the crowd with, with a toy gun, a toy death ray. Yeah. Uh, this round, Del Rey must have kept the toy gun <laughs> from this person in the crowd, gave it to her, because Del Rey comes out with it. Yes. Uh, to the ring shoots Alicia with it, and Alicia bumps for a toy gun blast. Uh, so that shit was great. <laughs> I love that so much. I like, I love that kind of gaga, and it, yeah, it ruled. And then uh, the other the other great spot was when they went outside, and uh, yes, Joel she... Ray uh, used used that guy as a weapon. She took some dude, got him to hold his hands together, and then whipped Alicia into his hands. Yeah, so he gave a, uh, a inadvertent uh, chop, you know, a double chop. 
He, um, but he, he, he didn't, he didn't have, he wasn't going to the gym, this guy. He didn't have any strength behind him because no. he basically looked like a turnstile and she went straight through him. But, uh, but, <laughs> but it was fun. Like, it was just fun. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I love Frazak freaking out and going like, oh, she's using that guy. Like, as if that was his name. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of good stuff too. Uh, we had Sarah Del Rey doing like a King of the Mountain stuff. Um, um, some some nice uh, stuff into the guardrail, uh, and then after Sarah Del Rey does this comedy stuff, uh, she also does a lot of ass kicking before she uh, she uses the royal butterfly to put uh, Alicia away. Um, but this is definitely a different um, different type of Sarah Del Rey match. We we definitely wouldn't have got if she faced Serena Deeb. No, that's true. That's a good point, uh, and I'm 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 glad we got it, and I'm glad they went with this. For Dory vs. Alicia, because I would not have been able to handle a, uh, a straight-up uh, <laughs> nine-minute match with Alicia, because it's about uh, seven more minutes than Alicia should last with Dory, uh, but she just wanted to fuck around, so like that that made it. Um, yeah, apart from yeah, apart from that, like it, yeah, it, it was fun. It did the job. Um, Dory won. Um, yeah, and they and she just kept it light and fun along the way. So. Yeah, I think it was the best possible uh, result of that because um, I'm still not sold on Alicia, but this was absolutely the right turn to take, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, a lot of fun. Um, not not your world-class uh, uh, bang burner, but uh, a, a fun little display there. Um, next up, uh, we have Sarah Del Rey. No, we have Sarah Stock. There's a lot of Sarahs now. Uh, Dark Angel taking on Mischief uh, with Daphne in the second round. Um, man, this could be like a, a friggin' finals match here in the second round. Yeah, this is a big match. And, um, like, honestly, if you look at the second round, I'm surprised this wasn't the main event because this is, like, the biggest match on paper. Well, Nikki rocks. On on this taping, but, you know, but Nikki rocks. Um yeah, uh and this was yeah, fast it, and furious. This was uh It was. They they yeah, really uh, went for it on this one. They did. And also uh Sarah Stock uh she's changed by the way. She's yeah. now in like a white white uh Elvis jumpsuit. Um and she sort of she was acting a little bit more like a Rudo here, like because like Mischief is is a baby face, obviously, Melissa's not. Um Mischief is so popular. She's the baby face. So Sarah kind of took on that, like that Rudo role a little bit. And she had a little bit of an edge to her, which I thought was also really fun and, and shows you straight up like the versatility of, of Sarah stock as well, that she can play either role, you know, whatever you need her to do. So that was really cool. Um, cause she actually, she took over and kind of worked a bit of a, a control yeah. and segment. And worked over wild, like Lucia Ash uh, submissions, which I, I was really digging to. Oh, I love Lucha submissions, so I'm I'm all about that. Yeah. And there was also a nice, really nice um, uh, spinning torture rack. Um, yes. That that led to uh, a, a really good uh, tiger driver by Sarah Stock for the win. Yeah. There was also yeah, I didn't write down who did it, and honestly, it could have been either one of them. But someone got murdered with a tornado DDT that looked really good. I really wish I wrote down who did it. Yeah, um, both of them have good tornado DDTs. Right, so I can't tell who actually did it, but uh, somebody got murdered by a DDT, so just so we know. Um, and the only other thing about uh, 
this matchup note, I feel, is that, like, on commentary, uh, they kept talking about, like, the, like and obviously in the first round, Sarah Stock beat Melissa, and then and now she's out here versus Mischief. And on commentary, they were acting like Melissa and Mischief are tag team partners. And I just think since, like, since fucking when? Like, they hated each other for volumes. They teamed up once to face... Uh, the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, uh, they teamed up reluctantly, you know, as as feuding partners, and then and then nothing. And I even I even like cage match this shit, and I checked, and it's not like they teamed up anywhere else in wrestling at this time. Like it was just the weirdest thing that they had a like one match where they reluctantly teamed up in the middle of their feud, and then suddenly they were acting like they were tag team partners. No, and, they like, teamed up after their feud. So weird. Well, yeah, it was after their matches, but it was still like it still felt like their feud was going on when they teamed up. But then, then nothing happened after that. They just kind of dropped it. Yeah. And they haven't really been with each other since, because that was back on Volume Eight, and nothing has happened with them since then. And it was just, I just found it really weird that they were talking as if they were tag team partners, because like, no, like, (laughs) not since I last checked. So it's just, it was a really weird, weird commentary. But apart from that, um. The other thing, like, Sarah Stock won, right, and, and beat Mischief, and I think it was Prezak who said, oh, that was a surprising decision. Like, it, the way he said it, I'm like, well, it, it would have been your decision <laughs> to put her over. <laughs> well, like, Mischief is kind of the star of Shimmer. Um, yeah. One of the I stars of Shimmer. And Sarah Stock's making her debut night. Um but yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, it was just funny that he was just like, "Oh well, that's a surprising decision." <laughs> Is it? It was, it was like <laughs> one of those. I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, but the but yeah, the match was really good, and yeah, and Sarah Stock ad- advances to the semifinals. Up to that point, would you say that was the best match of the show? Uh, possibly. I think I had. Um, what did I think? I liked uh, Sarah vs. Melissa a bit more, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, but this was also yeah pretty good too. One of one of the best matches on the show for sure. Yeah, Sarah Stock had a good night, good debut here. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, the final match of the first of the second round, final match of the first of this volume. Uh, Lacey taking on Nikki Rocks. Um, yeah, and Lacey comes out and someone hits on her. And she is completely disgusted and calls them out for it. And yeah, Lacey's the baby face, I've decided. <laughs> In 2020, she's the baby face, basically. That's, yeah, it, it, well, she should have been all what along. Happened, well, <laughs> true, true, but you know, the world. Um, yeah. It was 2007. But like, what happened was she came out and the guys in the crowd were like uh, offering her money. Like like dollar like bills I don't like I don't know how much but like bills of money and and then I think one guy gives her like a card or his number like kind of like that like hitting on her yeah. and then she grabs that and then rips it up uh you know like like fuck off and then and now she's like oh and she was like oh, I'm gonna be sick now I'm nauseous before my match like it was just like you know but she was so good at like. At reacting to this and dealing with it, and yeah, and like just in general, men are gross. Why are you? But, um, but yeah, basically, I love Lacey. Yep. It's just she's she's having a night. 
she is. Uh, she is uh, definitely a, a star here. Um, let me see. So my question is this, because the crowd was really into this one. Um, do you think the crowd was really in this one because they really into Nikki Rocks, or they really like just chanting Rocks after they say Nikki, or did they just really dislike Lacey and she does such a good job? Or a combination uh, of all this stuff. Yes, uh, is my answer. <laughs> I think it. I think it is a combination of everything. Like Nikki is over. Like she's more over with them than she is with us. I feel um, because they have done a really good job booking her push. Um, and she is like she is over for like for the spot that she's in. Like which which is good. Uh, and but I definitely think it helped when the crowd latched onto the chant, the rocks chant, because obviously if if the crowd has something to chant, they will chant it, you know, and it, yeah. it makes you, you know, sound a lot more over, um, which, and it's a very easy thing for them, for them to do. Um, and I also think Lacey is like, is the biggest heel on the shows, like in terms of how much the crowd hates her. Yeah. Um, she's the most hated person on the roster and she's definitely in a spot where she, uh, she brings that heat to her matches. So I think it definitely was a combination of all three, but I don't want to sell like Nikki short because as much as we're kind of not on board with her, the crowd does like her and she is over and it is working. Like the push is working in terms of how she is perceived by the crowd. I think, uh, it's just that we're not, we're not seeing it in like the match quality is all. So like as, as, um, as annoyed as I was that like Nikki rocks is the main event of the show. I was equally as happy that Lacey was in the main of the, the main event of the show <laughs> True, yeah. after, after this show. So, uh, yeah. So I think it cancels each other out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And it's a combination of everything. Yeah. And Lacey did, uh, she controlled a lot of this, uh, um, really riling the crowd up, um, uh, throughout this match. Um, and, and rocks was there, uh, she was selling okay. She didn't have any really great hope spots, but um, uh, she did enough, I guess, uh, to keep the crowd in her side. Um, and it kind of led to this uh, nice little finish where they were trading attempts at their finisher before Lacey hit hers. Fifteen uh, twelve 12 uh, to, to win this match. And I was very happy to see uh, Lacey get the win here. Oh, I was so happy. I, I've literally written down, yes, exclamation point, uh, <laughs> that she won. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw it. Um, yeah, cause it was like, it was fine. There was nothing really wrong with this. Like it was, no, a, no. it was a decent match. It was a decent match. Uh, it wasn't like spectacular or anything, uh, for a main event. Um, but yeah, Lacey looked good in control. Like she really was pulling out all of her, her stuff. She put like lots of random submissions on. She used the, uh, the Shimmer Classic uh, Camel, Camel Clutch. clutch yeah. Did uh, she cheat? Clearly. Did you see her cheat? Well, she was biting. Um, I don't know if you would count that. Uh, she, she was, like, fish-hooking her face in the Camel Clutch, and she, she did bite her at one point. Um, yeah, but, no, you're right. Like, she – like it, and I honestly think it's because she doesn't have to cheat because she's so hated already, like, just from being lazy. Yeah. I honestly think she doesn't even need to. Which, which is amazing. Um, but I think, like, I think she was more just being a dick. Uh, because I know Danger on commentary, a 
a lot of the for a lot of this match was banging on about how like you know you need to take the right path in Shimmer, you need to do things the right way, or you're not going to get anywhere. But the same shit that she's been telling you know Cindy Rogers this whole time, and she yeah. she literally says the phrase like I am the voice of reason around here, and it's just like she knows like we know because we've talked about this she thinks she's like the voice of reason so she knows what she's doing so we all agree um yeah so i don't don't know what Lacey was doing to bring that on but uh she obviously was triggering danger in some way uh (laughs) but yeah but Lacey basically just did a really good in job in control um yeah uh, she put this really wacky submission on where like she was carrying nikki like across her back like around her back and but like with her stomach facing out and then like falls back and like squishes her like on her on her stomach like it was it was, it was a really like cool a move standing like, bow and arrow type of thing yeah yeah and then it ended up yeah getting slammed like when Lacey drops down like it was just it was really different really cool um yeah, so Lacey was just, yeah, just greeting this again. And, yeah, a really nice finish. I liked, liked how they did the finish. And thank God Lacey won. Um, Lacey is, like, working for a 100 people at this point on this weekend. It, so far, it's – she has been great, yeah. honestly. And uh, hopefully we see her a lot more in uh, the rest of the tournament because, um, weirdly enough, this time – um, I have not watched any further, and uh, Stacy here has has watched ahead the rest of the tournament. So ah, tables have turned. Yes, I still I couldn't wait. Honestly, I watched the first like volume eleven. I watched the first rounds, and I'm like, no, I need to I need to see who wins. So I just kept watching uh, ahead. So I'm not saying anything, but yeah. So the next volume volume twelve, we have the the finals of the tournament, the semifinals, which are Lacey versus Daisy and. Sarah Stock versus Sarah Del Rey. So that's, yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to on the next volume. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it just? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we'll definitely uh, be coming back um, with the rest of the tournament. Um, I think we're trying to keep two to three weeks apart on shows. Um, not recording schedule, but uh, actually uh, putting the shows out. So um, look for that coming soon. Um, and I would say thank everyone for listening. And um, do you want to plug anything, Stacy? We haven't done plugs in a while. We're not very good at podcasting, are we? <laughs> it's the the nitty gritty that we're not good at. We just we just keep talking until we until we stop talking. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have a lot to plug really. I just I would suggest, like you said earlier, if anyone wants to go to streamshimmer.com, sign up for the streaming site and watch these volumes because honestly, it is so worth your money. It's definitely worth nine ninety nine American uh, and whatever it is in Australian, about fifteen bucks now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's, a bit in Canada yeah. too. Yeah, it's it's more for us, but it's worth it because these are really fun shows, and you get to watch along with us, um, and re- and just watch either watch or revisit uh, some some great wrestling. Particularly at this point in time, probably a good time to jump in with us because we're just starting this title tournament, uh, which is a big deal. So, yeah, I think definitely, yeah, sign up to Stream Shimmer, get your hands on the on the volumes on the DVDs, um, and watch it in some way. Um, I don't have anything else to plug except I just want to actually yes I do. Uh we should plug the uh the Pro Wrestling Only Podcast Network, which is what we are on. 
definitely check out all the other shows on this network. It is great. The most in-depth, like, intelligent discussion on wrestling you will ever find, I believe, and I'm so glad that we are on this network. Um, and the other shout-out we have to do uh, is to our our sisters in retrospective podcasting, Trevor Dame and Matt Foyerstein, who do Through the Years uh, on Ring of Honor. Uh, we have to shout them out because they were nice and beautiful enough to host our show, uh, Volume 9, uh, way back when, uh, host, host Volume 9 on their own uh, separate podcast feed, uh, which is an amazing uh, gesture for them to help us as we get back into this. Uh, so this is the first time that we've recorded since that happened. So this is our chance to publicly say uh, thank you to them for that. And thank you for any through the years listeners who have, uh, have jumped on our show. And, and I am, definitely, sorry. I'm either, I have either been on or I will be on through the years uh, by the time this podcast is out. So if you're listening to this because you heard me on through the years, thank you very much. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to steal some, uh, some listeners uh, while I'm there. Awesome. Yeah. And you should definitely just check out through the years. If you're not listening to that, if you're listening to this and not listening to them, I don't know what, what you're doing. Because, <laughs> you're a bizarre person. <laughs> yeah. We, like we would not be around, I think if it wasn't for them, because we've basically stolen their idea uh, for their podcast and, and used it for Shimmer. And honestly, I I want to be Trevor Dean when I grow up. That's basically <laughs> I'm always listening to him and thinking I could be better at this. Like, it, this is what I should sound like. So I definitely – I love those guys. They have a great podcast. I have not watched a minute of Ring of Honor pre-whatever in my life, but I listen to their shows and I feel like I've watched them. Uh, it's – it's so good. Uh, even if you haven't watched these Ring of Honor shows, you can listen to them and get the picture of the company. It's just a great, uh, a great listen, and yeah. can't recommend. It. Totally, and I, I want to be Matt Feuerstein when I grow up. So uh, this is good for <laughs> for both of us. And um, mad props for them. I, I do appreciate the way they they cover some of the shittier parts of Ring of Honor and don't just. Like, um, don't just let it slide. They they point it out, which is, which is uh, nice. I, I like to hear that. Um, but let, let's end the show, Stacy. How do you want to end the show? Uh, let's well, let's end the show. Uh, just to confirm, what would your match of the night have been? Man, um, I feel like you were leaning towards Sarah Stock and Mischief because that's it's one of the Sarah Stock matches, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it looks like the Melissa match. Yes, yeah, probably the Melissa match. It was a bit better. Uh, I had a lot more notes for that one. Um, but it, two very good matches, and they did feel very different, which was good. Yeah, and I also and I feel like the Cindy Del Rey match was really good too. That's another one I'd throw out there. But I feel like uh, this whole volume uh, basically belonged to Lacey. Yeah, she's <laughs> the MVP. She, she was the MVP of this show, uh, definitely. So all in all, um, yeah, this was a really good show. It was a longer show than normal, 12 matches. Uh, but, it, again, you didn't, they didn't lose you at any point. Um, it's been a good tournament so far, and I'm really looking forward to the later rounds of the tournament. Oh, my God. Does which... that set up a great, like, 
um, say what you will about some of the people that advanced in the first round, but damn, that second round is amazing. And whatever the finals is going to be is amazing because it's all great uh, leading up to that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they have booked this well so far. That's for sure. Um, surprising booking by Dave, but uh, he did a good job. <laughs> he surprised himself even, so that's how good it was. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll be back with Volume 12 in the completion of the tournament um, in a couple weeks. Thanks. <laughs>